It's time for the Back to the Book broadcast with Brother Jimmy Ruckman. You can send all correspondence to Brother Jimmy Ruckman, 1621 Six Mile Cemetery Road, Maryville, Tennessee, 37803, or email backtothebookbroadcast at gmail.com. The Back to the Book broadcast is a ministry of the Ridgeview Baptist Church in Walland, Tennessee. You can visit the church website at rbcwalland.org. And now the broadcast. Please take your Bibles once again, turn to the book of Romans, Romans chapter 2. We're continuing our thought on a guilty verdict, a guilty verdict. Now we looked so far these first two days on Romans chapter 1, and this group the talks about in verse number 18, for the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth and unrighteousness. Here's a group of people given some truth by God that Decide, you know what, we don't want it, we're going to reject it. And then God proceeds after their rejection to give them up, first of all, to uncleanness. Then he gives them up to vile affections. Then when they still want nothing to do with him and don't want him even in their mind, they don't want him even in their knowledge, God will end up giving them over to a reprobate mind and reserving them for judgment. Now we, in chapter 2, we're going to find out this. We, especially as people that have some sort of religious background in our lives or some sort of at least moral sense in our life, we'll look at this group in chapter 1 and we'll judge them. We'll say, oh my goodness, I can't believe they do that. They deserve what they're going to get. They deserve that judgment of God. And yes, they do. Because they've rejected the truth that God's given them. They've rejected all opportunities God gave them. In this passage, if you just count the times that they've rejected God before God did something, you see at least, there's at least three chances there. God gives them truth. They reject it. Actually, there's, yeah, I believe three here. God gives them truth in verse number 19. They reject it in verse number 23. Then God proceeds to give them up to uncleanness. They still have an opportunity to repent, understand that. He gives them up to uncleanness. They go a step farther and reject Him more. God gives them up to vile affections. They go a step farther. Don't want to retain God in their knowledge. God gives them over to that reprobate mind. So there's a constant rejection of the truth that God's given them and God gives a... a, a more instantaneous judgment turns them over to some sort of sin and they continue going down the road they're going. We look at them, we judge them. We say, yeah, they're wrong. Yeah, they're wicked. And they are. I'll put it kind of this way. This, as we see here, is the wicked man. In verses 18 all the way through verse 32 of chapter 1. This are These are the wicked men, wicked women. We all, we're going to agree with that. I mean, the list of sins is verses long. And so many sins there, it would be almost impossible to deal with all of them just in one message. There's so much there. These are all the fruits of things. But the main problem comes down to an issue of the heart. They did not want God in their heart at all. They wanted no knowledge of Him. They wanted nothing to do with Him. They wanted to live in their sin. So then we come to chapter 2. Now we're going to change groups just a little bit. We're going from the wicked man to the moral man, we could say. Or in a... John Phillips' words, the hypocrite. Listen to what God begins to say to this group of people. This is somebody that at least has some sort of conscience, some sort of morals to their life. And I'm afraid maybe there's a lot of people, especially in East Tennessee, that's where we're at, so I'm preaching to you, not to others. I'm afraid there's a lot of people that may fall under this category. 
They have some sort of knowledge about God. They have some sort of moral values from their life, some, at least some common decency to a life, taught by their parents or, 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 or whatever. But they're still not this acceptance of the gospel. Notice what it says, chapter 2, verse number 1. Therefore thou art inexcusable, O man, whosoever thou art that judgest. So we've just read chapter 1. We're looking at them, we're judging them. Wow, I can't believe they're that stupid. He says, Therefore thou art inexcusable, O man, whosoever thou art that judgest. For wherein thou judgest another, thou condemnest thyself. For thou that judgest doest the same things. Hold on, hold on. Now is where we're going to begin having problems. You see, if I'm ever going to understand the gospel of Christ, then I'm first of all going to have to understand my personal guilt before God. And this is where the rubber starts meeting the road. And this is where a lot of people fundamentally misunderstand the gospel. They will never, ever come to terms with agreeing that they are sinners before God and that they are under the wrath of God. It is very hard on the flesh, very humiliating to have to come to the place that says, you know what, I'm just as bad as this group in chapter 1. I'm just as guilty. I deserve the judgment of God just as much as they do. And here's why. Because it's a heart problem. I'm going to keep on saying that throughout the, as we preach out of this chapter, and maybe if we go farther to Romans, there is a heart problem that must be resolved if there's ever going to be salvation. I mean, it's part of salvation, but don't, please understand what I'm saying. There's got to be a heart change and a nature change because we have a sin nature with this seed of sin on the inside of us, and that is the problem. He says, Therefore thou art inexcusable, O man, whosoever thou art that judgest, for wherein thou judgest another, thou condemnest thyself, for thou that judgest doeth the same things. But we are sure that the judgment of God is according to truth against them which commit such things. Nobody's got a problem with that. God is just, He is holy, He is righteous, He's never done anything wrong, and He never will. We might not understand it, but we don't have to. He's God. His ways, His thoughts are way above ours, and we'll never be able to fully wrap our minds around sometimes His reasons or purposes and things. But I know this much. God is not going to unfairly judge any person in this world. He's going to judge them according to truth. And according, as the Bible will say here in a moment, that judgment... Not salvation, that's going to be key to understanding some things here. That judgment is based on what we've done or on our deeds, on that, those sins and the sin nature. He says this, And thinkest thou this, O man, that judgest them which do such things, and doest the same, that thou shalt escape the judgment of God? Or despisest thou the riches of his goodness and forbearance and longsuffering, not knowing that the goodness of God leadeth thee to repentance? We find that this moral man is inexcusable, just like 
the wicked man is. Because we're going to be judged by the same thing. We find that we are equally sinners. We are on an equal level. God, When God looks at us and God sees the heart, not just the outside, God sees us as equally bad. We're equally sinners. We're all condemned. We're all waiting judgment. Let, let me read a little bit farther. You'll, you'll see this here. Um, in verse number 3, And thinkest thou this, O man, that judgest them which do such things, and doest the th th same, thou shalt escape the judgment of God? Or despisest thou the riches of his goodness, and forbearance, and longsuffering, not knowing that the goodness of God leadeth thee to repentance? But after thy hardness and impenitent heart, treasurest up unto thyself wrath, against the day of wrath and revelation of the righteous judgment of God, who will render to every man according to his deeds. Here's a group, really the hypocrites. We look at others, we say, wow, look at all the sin they're doing, when the truth of the matter is, we've got sin in our own lives that makes us just as guilty before God. And while we're pointing fingers at this other group, at this other person, at this person who's maybe done some more actions of sin, we all still have the same basic problem, and that is a heart problem, a sin nature on the inside of us that's going to have to be dealt with. But we see ourselves, for some reason, as better. This is the hypocrite. Morality doesn't get you anywhere. Oh, I'm glad if you have moral values. Thank goodness. We could use a whole lot more of it in our land today, but morality is not good enough to get you to heaven. And here's a person thinking, for some reason, God's going to make an exception for me. I'm better than them in some way, shape, or form. But we still have the same basic sin problem. And we think that we're going to get away from it. The truth is, we're not willing to repent. You see, the goodness of God is, is trying to lead us to repentance, but we despise what God has done for us. We don't care that He died for me. Really, the truth of the matter is, many people are going about to establish their own righteousness, just like the Jews are. And we'll find this in chapter 10. They're going about to establish their own righteousness, but they will not submit themselves unto the righteousness of God. They will not turn from their way to go God's way. When you find yourself in that place, you are also rejecting God. You see, it's a heart problem, not just an, a sin in action problem. It's a sin problem that's singular. It's dealing with the sin issue, the heart issue, the seed of sin in us, that sin nature. When we fail to deal with the heart issue, notice verse number five, but after thy hardness and impenitent heart, that's an unrepentant heart, because of that heart problem that will not accept the truth of God, that will not agree that, you know what, I am under the same condemnation that these wicked men are under, because of that issue, the Bible says this group is treasuring up Unto thyself wrath against the day of wrath and revelation of the righteous judgment of God. Now, my friend, that right there is a verse that I cannot grasp. I cannot wrap my mind around it. I cannot understand how much wrath can be treasured up. I can't wrap my head around the wrath of God. 
But in maybe some small way, we'll be able to explain it when we look at how God judged sin in his son's life. I see in verses 7 through 10, this judgment, verses 7 through 10, not teaching a work salvation, but we are going to be judged based on our works. And let me give you just a little bit of a spoiler. The Bible says there is none that doeth good, no, not one. By the works of the law, there shall no flesh be justified in his sight. So while we are given this in verse number 7, to them who by patient continuance and well-doing seek for glory and honor and immortality, eternal life, but to them that are contentious and do not obey the truth, but obey unrighteousness, indignation, and wrath, tribulation, and anguish, upon every soul of man that doeth evil, of the Jew first, and also of the Gentile. But glory, honor, and peace to every man that worketh good, to the Jew first, and also to the Gentile. Here's the thing. The Bible is going to go on to say in chapter 3, There is none that doeth good, no, not one. So while the judgment is based on these deeds... He's going to render to every man according to his deeds. The thing is, God is judging us for the sin that we have committed. And there's no such thing as scales between good and bad, and my good will outweigh my bad. The problem is, when we stand before God, we are being judged based on our sin. We will not be able to stand before God in that day. I can assure you of that. This group of people will see. They are measuring everything in their life based on conscience. But conscience is not infallible. These are people that living like they feel is right and they think they're going to make it before God that way. But we find the same group of people in the book of Judges doing that which was right in their own eyes and it was one of the most wicked times in the history of Israel. Because what man thinks is right outside of the word of God when it's guided by that is very much wrong. And we find that this same group is going to end up under the condemnation of of God. They're just as bad off as this group of wicked men in chapter number one. You've been listening to the Back to the Book broadcast with Brother Jimmy Ruckman. You can send all correspondence to Brother Jimmy Ruckman, 1621 Six Mile Cemetery Road, Maryville, Tennessee, 37803, or email Back to the Book Broadcast at gmail.com. The Back to the Book Broadcast is a ministry of the Ridgeview Baptist Church in Wallen, Tennessee. You can visit the church website at rbcwallen.org.